Good morning, good morning. On today's podcast, I have special guest, Taylor Francois. Taylor, otherwise known to her audience as Coach T, is a marketing expert, serial, multi-exited entrepreneur, and owns a sales and marketing agency. Her work has been featured on ABC, NBC, MSN, Business Insider, and other leading publications. She's very passionate about helping entrepreneurs scale their businesses for more ease and revenue. Have a listen. Have you ever had negative thoughts in your mind that you aren't good enough, that you'll never be successful? If so, you're not alone. I've had those thoughts playing in my mind ever since I took the leap to become an entrepreneur. It's a dirty, dark secret that no one likes to talk about as the glamorization of becoming an entrepreneur is shown in the media. I realized that in order to succeed, I needed help. We all do. So I decided to go all in on myself, spending thousands of hours in the trenches, reading, joining groups, listening to podcasts, hiring coaches to develop a bulletproof morning routine for success. Join me on my journey as together we build our morning fire to ignite our lives as entrepreneurs. My name is Jeff Wickersham, and this is the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. Welcome to the show. I am excited to have special guest Taylor Francois on the show. Taylor, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. You are so welcome. So I always love getting into state grounding and then getting the energy level up. So we have a fantastic, fantastic discussion. So we're going to do three power breaths. I define a power breath, breathing in through the belly, up through the chest. You can raise your hands if you'd like to. I'm going to. We're going to go ahead and breathe in. And out. Good. Another breath in. And out. Final breath in. And out. All right. Now that we're centered, we're going to up the energy level. All right. So I'm going to count down three, two, one. We're going to yell boom at the top of our lungs. It's always nice to just yell a little bit. We don't do that enough as adults. So in three, two, one, and boom. Boom. There you go. Thank you for playing along. I appreciate it. So Taylor, I feel that morning habits, rituals, routines, they set up the foundation for success. So could you share with my audience a couple of things you do in the morning each and every day that sets you down that path towards success? Absolutely. Excited to do that. Um, so what I think is really important for me staying grounded in the morning is to start affirming all of the good stuff. All the good things that are happening already, whether it be in business, in life, no matter if it seems like it's something that's really minuscule or something that's humongous, and just starting to affirm how great those things are. And I find, um, I started catching myself finding that when I was getting up, it was you know checking the email and going to these things, then it would be putting out one fire after the other, and then the next thing you know, it's a whole day spent without being truly mindful. And instead of letting the day dictate how things were going to go, I let my affirmations. So I probably spend a good 15, 20 minutes affirming, affirming, affirming. Um, Even my kids on the way to drop them off at school, I'm affirming all the good things that are happening in our life and business and for them. Um, And they're like, mom, stop. (laughs) But uh, it's a part of the routine. The other is journaling. So I find that there's power in the written word. So writing down all of the things that I'm expecting to happen, you know, in the day, and I'm making a playbook for how it's going to happen, whether those be client calls, you know, oh, wow, and they were telling me their success story, you know, about how they were able to monetize. And so and so is getting X number of views on their TikTok, and that's converting by 10%. And all of these cool, cool things that allow me to feel those feelings, like they've already happened, 
And then, you know, more often than not, that's exactly what happens. It starts playing out just like that. That's a little bit of my morning routine. I love it. And how, how long have you been doing those sort of things? So I have been doing them different variations, but probably for more than a decade because I've okay. been an entrepreneur in different businesses. And so for different businesses, it looked different ways. I had a brick and mortar business and then um, uh, it was an auto repair shop. And okay. so I would always sort of affirm, you know, how great things were going with the mechanics and how great things were going in the front desk, you know, talking to the clients. And, and I find that no matter what business you're in, you know, it works really well. I love it. And I love how you're actually doing it with your kids, right? You're a mother of, of four. So giving them that gift, that what, what a gift you're giving them. And, and I always love to think about, so I have two sons and I've been meditating with them before school now for about three, almost four years. And I think about how much further ahead they are going to be than us because we're giving them these gifts that, that, that are so vital to success. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. So, so true. So I know we're going to get into to social media, TikTok, Instagram, how to market on social media, but I'd love a little bit of a backstory on you for the audience so they can kind of hear where you're coming from. Sounds like you've got a great mix of things that you've done in your past to share. So if you can give a, a, a quick backstory, I would love it. Yeah. So um, I have done so many things. Um, I've always been an entrepreneur. I've loved entrepreneurship my whole life. And that uh, was always something that was important to me, even as um, a young girl. I, I remember, um, you know, asking my mom, why couldn't we make a lemonade stand? Because it was going to monetize so well in the neighborhood. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that sort of carried over into adulthood. No matter what I've decided to do, it's always come back to entrepreneurship. So um, I had a brick and mortar, you know, automobile um, repair facility. And so uh, one of the only women owned in uh, the area that I was in. And so after that, I had a service-based business uh, that was in the relationship consulting space. And, you know, I've created, you know, tech startups and things of that nature. And now I'm really focusing on helping business owners, you know, figure out how to use social media strategically so that they can start monetizing and also bring back some ease and flow to the idea of, of social media. Um, so that's, uh, a little bit about what I've done, a little bit about what I'm doing. I also um, am a lawyer uh, by trade, so that's fun. Mom of four kids under the age of seven now and um, and a wife. And so uh, really, really busy. But what's been really nice has been taking the perspectives of all those different avenues and lessons that I've learned and bringing those all back to the forefront with my clients and, and giving them really um, diversified diversified techniques and sort of finding their grounding in their own businesses. Love it. Yes. It sounds like you're very, you're very productive and, and you've got a, a lot going on. So social media overall, it's yeah. like this huge animal. So many people who are entrepreneurs, business owners, solopreneurs, they know that to be visible, you should be out there. But I feel like it's always the elephant in the room where it's like, I, I, it, it's tough to do it. And you mentioned the word easy, right? It doesn't sound easy. To anybody I speak to at times for me, it isn't easy as well. So would love to, to kind of unpack that, making it easy and some strategies and tactics you might be able to share. Right. So I, I think the first thing is realizing that we don't have to be everywhere. Okay. We don't have to be everywhere. We just got to be a couple places and we have to be those few places uh, and showing up well. 
So we need to be there on a consistent basis. We need to be showing up with our most authentic and very best content. And uh, other than that, that's all we've got to do. And what I find that's often the problem is that we hear uh, on the news where they say something like, oh, this new social media platform is taking over and then we all run there. And no one has the time to be there um, in their full capacity and to deliver the best. They're spending a little time here, a little time there, and no one's getting the best of them. So choosing a couple of platforms and sticking with that. So um, I always tell people two is good. Um, a third platform is always nice. And that third platform that I um, think people should be on is either having a Facebook group or having their own private community where they can house the people who they are getting from the other two social media platforms. So that's part of um, w- what I believe there. Uh, in terms of ease, you know, there's this other idea that you know we've got to come up with such different sort of creative content. And the real difference in content really should be our own unique stories because we all have one. We all have got very different backgrounds. And so telling a story, narrating the story in uh, a way that we're able to give teaching moments, give nuggets of wisdom, these sorts of things, and then providing a call to action at the end of that. So people who want to work with us or buy our thing have an opportunity to do so and know how. And when we think about just telling our story, just like you said, well, tell me about what you do. Just starting to tell that will be plenty of content enough because it will resonate with the right people who say, oh, I've been there. I'm doing that. Tell me more. Then I would say the final thing um, would be being social on social media, which is something that I feel people don't do. They are on social media. They put out their content and then they sit back and say, well, you know, I got 15 likes. I got a thousand likes, but no, it's not monetizing. So I have people who come and say, you know, I've got a million followers. but We're not making any money. No one would think. Right. But they are waiting for people to come to them. Okay, You are not out connecting with people on their profiles, um, you know, liking their stuff, sending relevant messages. You're sending, you know, very spammy type of DMs and messages that are the same for everyone. You're not letting anyone know that, hey, I'm actually paying attention to you. I've read your stuff. I see your pictures. You know, here's the common ground that we have. Do you, X, Y, Z, do we want to talk more? You know, all that's important. So those would be the top three things I would say about creating more ease. I, I love how you simplified it and say two and and then, you know, uh, a place that you own, whether it's a Facebook group or let's say you're grabbing emails and then you have an email list that you can you can nurture from that perspective. Right. Right. Telling a story. People relate to stories so much more than than just just general content, as well as being active. It, it it's related to, I'll, I'll relate it back to your story where you were playing defense, right? When you were checking your emails and letting the day dictate to you. Same thing with social media. If you're not engaging, sending, being different, not from a content, but being different, be being personal and making some reach outs and trying to, again, establish a one-on-one relationship. I feel like that's a lost art in kind of the social media landscape that is today where it's, people still want to have a genuine one-on-one conversation and connect with someone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You're exactly right. And, and so many people are going in for the kill. You know, everybody's trying to get married right away. They want to get the sale. They want to close the sale. It's like, well, wait a minute. We don't even know you. You know, get in line with everybody else who wants to close the sale. Get to know the people and then see if it's a real authentic connection. And, you know, I remember first starting out as an entrepreneur, especially when you leave a good, you know, nine to five paying job. I mean, one of my original jobs was working for um, 
a, a prominent senior United States senator at the time okay. on the Hill. And that was really cool. And people thought that was a cool job. And it was. But then when I left and decided to pursue entrepreneurship, you know, it meant, hey, I had bills to pay. And, you know, those people wanted to be paid. So I felt like I had to start generating money. And often what people do is feel like they have to take any client, anybody who's willing to pay them. It's like, oh, you're willing to pay me? Yes, it's an automatic yes. We don't have to be like that. You know, they're, they're the right people um, for us. And so we want to make sure we have content that's connecting us with the right people so that there's some alignment there and it's not just anybody. Right. Then then they're going to be that much more successful and you're actually going to enjoy working with them. Right. And and oh, yeah. I always say energy level is a thing. I'm, I'm a huge. It's one of my core values, zest energy. Yeah. Making sure you're on the same energy level of someone, because if you're up here and they're low, you're just going to mismatch each other and you're not going to truly get the results that that you want to uh, want to achieve. So TikTok, I know you, you had mentioned selling high ticket on TikTok. Would love to hear some some strategies, some some tactics you've got on that platform. Yeah, absolutely. So TikTok is one of those platforms that a lot of people have much misinformation. They feel like, oh, this is a platform just for people who dance. And it's just for younger people. But what we know is that there are over 200 million people on TikTok right now that are over the age of 30. And that means that a lot of your customers are on TikTok. They might not be posting videos, but they're watching videos. So that's really important. And so with TikTok, you know, I like the platform because it's one of the only platforms that you could start out at zero followers and tomorrow have a chance at having one million people have viewed a piece of your content and have it go viral. And suddenly you're getting more website views than you have in the last four years. Right. So that's a, that's a plus. Now, the importance on TikTok is doing one thing that a lot of people aren't doing, which is TikTok lives. TikTok lives equal high ticket sales, but not everyone can get a TikTok live. You must have at least 1,000 followers to get it first, right? So if you're not there yet, if you're just thinking about getting on the platform, then what's the most important thing is getting to that 1,000. And that's going to require consistent content because TikTok is, you know, their algorithm is all about consistency. So if you post okay. at 5 p.m. on a Wednesday, this week, next week, they want you to post at 5 p.m. on a Wednesday. If you post three days a week, then that's the schedule and you've got to stick to it because they will not show your videos to people until they see that, hey, you're someone who sticks with things. You're here for the long haul. Once you get that thousand, then start doing TikTok lives at least once a week. And when you're on your TikTok live, you want to have three components. We want to have an introduction where, of course, we say, hey, this is me. Here's, you know, here's who I am. And then the second thing we want to do is get into the education slash pitch. And so we're going to educate our viewers about some topic that they want to know about. And then at the end of that, we say, well, if you like this information, then you're going to want to um, make sure that you check out the details for how to follow us on Instagram or our Facebook group because you can't save TikTok lives. So all this good information, it's going away as soon as this video goes away. Right. And so the third step is giving them the second location. And this is how you will find that you get a lot of people who start booking calls if you give them a calendar link. You will have a lot of people who go to your Facebook group if you've got one of those or go to your LinkedIn or your Instagram. And those people who are that intentional to move to a second location, oh, these are people who are invested. And so right. the likelihood that they're gonna be good for high ticket, whoop, way up. So 
That was great. And, and one of the things that popped out to me was 5 p.m. Wednesday going posting every Wednesday at 5 p.m. So that's that's vital to kind of getting that traction and picking up the algorithm yeah. where they say, hey, this person is consistent. We're going to show this video to many more people. Right. And it's really interesting because I have four different businesses okay. and I have four different TikTok accounts because the other thing is you don't want to to mix the audiences because the idea is not just that we get people who like the video. So that's one reason why I don't um, friend friends and family on TikTok. I want to get the right audience for the particular product so we don't mix them. And what's really interesting is that on a lot of our TikToks, we have a, a nice followership. We have a lot of people following the calls to action. And then we just started another one for another business uh, maybe a week ago. And slow and steady, <laughs> slow and steady, even though we've got this big following on the other platform. So it just goes to show that the algorithm really does work that way. They want to see you build up over time a level of consistency. And then they reward you and they reward you big by showing you um, to everybody, you know, on the For You page. And so TikTok, obviously, you said dancing. And <laughs> so many people feel like you got to I'm not a dancer on there. I post content, but just getting them on there, being consistent every week, posting a video, however many you're going to post, be consistent in that time, and then just right. do it over and over again. I think that's so critical. And that's that's another critical factor in life, right? Being so consistent day in, okay. day out. Eventually, you'll be successful. The issue is you just don't know when. So, love that that piece. What about what about Instagram as a platform? Would love to hear your your take and, and any strategies as far as growing an audience there. Yeah, so Instagram's another great platform. Um, you know, one of the biggest issues I have with people using Instagram is that you know it's still seen as one of these vanity metric type of platforms where it's like, well, how many followers do you have? And everyone wants to know that before they want to continue a conversation with you. And the right. funny thing is that I've had clients who have started um, their Instagram and have 200 people and have closed high ticket sales to that 200 people who are their Instagram followers. And then there are people with thousands and they are twiddling their thumbs. So the technique there though, is to really do two things. One, Instagram reels is where it's at right now. And not just because video content is doing well, but because Instagram Reels goes against the Instagram algorithm. So whereas Instagram algorithm traditionally shows you to people who are your friends, who are following you, well, the Reels, they're going to show it to everybody. So you've got more of an opportunity to gain a following. So that's a plus plus. And then the second thing would be using hashtags appropriately. We see a lot of bucket dumping with hashtags. Use hashtags with intentionality. Now, the one key that I will give you here is that many people are using hashtags that have really large numbers behind them. So you're using a hashtag like hashtag love, you know, 3 million people are currently using that hashtag. Well, if you're someone who has a smaller Instagram following, you are going to get lost in that hashtag. No one's ever going to see it. Why don't we use a hashtag that has a smaller number? Why don't we use a hashtag that has 50,000 people or 5,000 people using it? You're going to show up people are going to see you and start viewing your content. But when we get lost in these big hashtags, no one sees anything. Thus, our time on Instagram is a waste of time. So something to think about. Yeah, I love I love the fact that you brought up reels. I've I've been doing that recently, I guess, for the past week and a half. I don't know why I started doing that. I, I think I saw one on on Instagram, but literally 50, 60 people 
recently that have followed through the reels. And I, I, to your point, it's going against the algorithm. It's showing it out there and, and it's, it's more visibility. So if you're, if you're not using reels on Instagram, definitely, uh, definitely do it. And I love your, love your guidance around hashtags as far as making it a little bit smaller because you're going to be in a much bigger pool fighting mm -hmm. some of those. If it's mindset, for example, fighting some of the, the OGs, the greats of, Tony Robbins, Ed Milet, and they're going to be like, who, who is this person? So definitely love, love <laughs> yeah. that piece. And you can reuse the content, right? So I think one of the things that creates the overwhelm in social media is this idea that, wow, we've got to create all these different pieces of content for all the different platforms. Well, if you saved your video from TikTok, we can use that same video as a reel. But I want to warn you, don't download it with the TikTok watermark. Okay. Okay, just save it before it has that watermark and then just upload it to Reels after. Now, two platforms for the price of one piece of content. So that's not bad. No, I, I love that and repurposing content, right? If you, you shoot a video, putting it out on TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, wherever it is, then, then that elephant in the room becomes much smaller and it becomes much more manageable. And I, I love batching content. So I, I go on walks in the afternoon, I was down the beach uh, uh, in between Christmas and New Year's with my family doing a polar bear plunge, okay. filming five to 10 videos, just walking along the beach. And if you can batch it, then you have a folder where you're throwing it in, it, it becomes less overwhelming. And all of a sudden you, you've got 15, 20, 50 videos that you can pull from and put yeah. out there on, on social for, for sure. What, uh, what, what is, uh, do you have any other strategies you want to share with the, uh, with the audience social? Oh, here's one question planning should you be on a platform that allows you to schedule and plan everything and and kind of automate from that perspective so, so it's different for different people some people really like to have um you know platform schedulers and that works well for them you know i found that different platforms respond to that differently okay and um you know so that's why i don't really i don't really know what the what the accurate answer is for instance i'll tell you um, I did a test. And so I've got four different Facebook groups. So I did a okay. test of the Facebook groups. I put a scheduler on two of the groups that put the content out. And then the other one we posted manually. The ones where we posted manually at the exact same time had 57% higher engagement. I think there's something to be said about the uh, the platforms liking us to being on there more. You know, we want to be on it less. <laughs> They right. want us to run it more. So they probably will reward us um, for actually being there. So I think, you know, there's that. I love what you said about batching the content. I think that's so important. And I've done that for years. I'll tell you the one thing that I'm not as good about that I'll admit is um, making sure that I have the stories and the captions that align with all of the photos and the videos. And sometimes I may be like a week behind on that and I want to get better at it. But there's something about sort of writing to people about what I'm going through when I'm feeling the energy that I'm feeling at the time that I think is really nice. But if I had all of that together, it would be even easier, you know, and, and batching the pictures and videos makes it a smooth, smooth sailing. I oh, love it. Love it. I appreciate all the uh, all the wisdom and guidance and strategies you've, you've shared, shared, Taylor. Where can uh, where can people find you? So you can find me. Um, inside of our Facebook group is a great place. It's called the Online Entrepreneur Monetization Collective. Uh, you could also find me on Instagram at official underscore coach T. 
Um, and I think we've got something for your audience too. And, and I'm sure you'll share that information and it'll be a great way for you to um, get access to some of the free trainings that we've got about social media. So that could be cool. Absolutely. Yes. It will be in the show notes. So make sure to check those out after this episode goes live. Live, Taylor, I appreciate you being on the show. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's been a blast. Thanks, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Have an amazing rest of your day. Rise, fight, love, repeat. Get after it. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Morning Fire for Entrepreneurs podcast. You now have the knowledge, but without action, knowledge is useless. Choose to act. Choose to step into your greatness and unlock that hero inside of you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review so more entrepreneurs can hear this message. If you absolutely love this podcast, which I hope you do, then share it up with someone you know who might see benefit from it. Become that beacon of change and together we can impact the world.